It's time for the drive stop for it four. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Hour number two underway, and we begin with the top four at four. Here's Tucker Harlan. Thank you, Russell. At number one, less than 24 hours after Nick Saban announced his retirement, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick resigned after 24 seasons as head coach. His run included six Super Bowl victories over the course of two decades. There was said to be no conflict, disagreement, and in the end, productive talks resulted in a mutual decision that left both Belichick and owner Robert Kraft at ease. That's just wild The that you had three Hall of Fame coaches retire within 72 hours. And Carroll, Belichick, and Saban. And the early odds-on favorite to replace Belichick is indeed former Vol Gerard Mayo in New England. I wish him well. Will you be able to pull for the Patriots now a little bit since it's Gerard as the head yeah, guy? It'll be different. It'll be different. It'll be a day taunt. Well, I mean, here, here's the question because you know how we are. Oh yeah. If he has some success, will we? Will he become our new Gruden? <laughs> Not saying that we want to push Hypel out and hire Gerard Mayo. It's just, you know, when the Hypel thing inevitably runs its course, he's not going to coach here for his like Saban. You know, I, I hope, I hope Josh stays here for twenty years and wins, wins ten national championships. But tabs will be kept on yes. Gerard Mayo if That's he gets said, a, a head yeah. gig for for uh, for certain. We would absolutely one hundred percent if he was like he's yeah. We would go full ham. This, this t- Bring him back. First loss of the season. Bring him back. Heupel stubs his toe against <laughs> Missouri or something three years from now. I don't know, man. I don't know. Gerard Mayo's, Mayo's sitting up there in New England. <laughs> He's sitting up there. Like, yeah, He's quit waiting his, on mama. Quit his NFL job to come yeah. back to Tennessee. The head coach of the New England Patriots. With no college coaching experience. Uh-uh. He's got a lot of orange blood in his body. I love Tennessee. On the note of the New England Patriots, number two, according to Ian Rappaport, Mike Vrabel's induction ceremony for the New England Patriots Hall of Fame may have played a role in Amy Adams' strunk firing him from the Titans job. So Vrabel sat in Patriots owner Robert Kraft's luxury box during the game. In a halftime ceremony honoring his induction into the Hall of Fame, Vrabel offered a notable summary of how he views the organization up there. I don't want you to take this organization for granted, he told fans during his speech. I've been to a lot of great places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, and great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Yeah, I could see that being taken the wrong way. I mean, I guess so, but come on. It feels like an emotional reaction if you take that and fire a guy because of it, but... You're talking about billionaires. We're we're also talking about the world of professional football. You have to have thick skin. And I just, I'm worried that Amy seems like she doesn't get that angle of it. You got to be able to just keep the main thing, the main thing, and and, and keep winning. You had that guy under contract. So what? That was where he had... You know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be a special place to him. You, you can't let that bother you. At number three, as we alluded to earlier, Oregon head coach Dan Lanning has crushed any rumors that he may take the head coaching vacancy at Alabama. A video posted to Lanning's social media Thursday captioned or contained the caption, 
If you're scared your coach is leaving, then come play for us. The Ducks aren't going anywhere, and I'm not leaving. Hmm. Land Banning staying in Eugene. You want to endear yourself to your fan base a little bit? That's a pretty good way to do it. I'm Smart disappointed move for him. That he, would, that he wouldn't take the job because I felt like I, I could work up a full just hatred of that. Guy. Oh, yeah. He's kind of fun to admire from a distance. He's but if he fun. was. I, he, I could see him rubbing us the wrong yo, way. Oh, yeah. 100%. Very punchable face. Yeah. At number four. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers announced on social media Thursday that he's returning to the Longhorns for his senior year of college. Ewers led Texas to the college football playoff last season, putting together a prolific season that showed why he entered college as one of the country's most coveted recruits. Arch Manning to the portal. What do you guys think? Where would he go? Wherever he wanted, probably. I think he's going to stay and sit. Me too. I do, too. You know, my, my, the nightmare scenario is. Bama or Georgia? Nah. Ole Miss. Have Kevin get his little greasy going. Yeah, but Kevin. they got their quarterback back, too. That's true. And then they have, uh, what's the kid? Walker Howard. Yeah. So he'd be like the third man in line. Eating up at LSU with uh, Kelly. They don't, who do they have coming back? Daniels is gone. Um, they brought in that kid from Vanderbilt. AJ Swan. Oh yeah, that's right. AJ Swan. That's <laughs> yes. LSU. Oddly enough, surely they got a better option than that. Probably, but you know, Manning's lived down there in uh, New Orleans. That's They're from New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there. Exactly. We can circle back to it, but like this is gonna this is getting to be a problem for a lot of teams where you've got you're gonna have one really really good quarterback. With the way the transfer portal works, and there's a huge drop-off to your second-string quarterback. Oh, yeah. Stacking three guys is almost – it's going to be impossible. All right. That's the top four at four. It's brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. It's where I go for all my dental work. Dr. Steve Malone, Dr. Michael Costa, and the whole crew at Knoxville Smiles do a great job in listening to and communicating with their patients and helping us make the best decisions about our oral health Go check them out online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. You can give them a call. Tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio. Their number is 865-539-1776. Easy number to remember, 539-1776. And again, that website, KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Let's go to the phones and talk to Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. What you saying, Debbie? What's up, Philly? How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? I just, I just found glad I figured out Tolo Smith was a pretty good player last night. <laughs> uh, he, he looked like dang Lou Alcindor against us, didn't he? Well, yeah, he did. Where is uh, he from, Phil? Tolo? He's from Mississippi. Yes, he is. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Yep. There's good talent down in Mississippi. Evidently. Basketball. Yeah, and uh, Phil, what do you make about it? I mean, it's the fourth time that we've been absolutely dominated in the post by a good big man. I mean, it's yeah. the Achilles heel. I play Estrella more, even though physically he's probably not ready, but he's at least got the skills to be able to uh, score to get somebody in foul trouble. And it's having a do and a walk that don't have offensive skills. That's good competition. 
you maybe look at playing I know Barnes, we, we played the audio of him. He said this on the morning show Monday that, you know, they're going to play two bigs uh, some more if Josiah's not on the floor. Mm. And I just haven't seen that much. I didn't see it in the second half last night. Is is there a way that we can get two of our big men on, on the floor in these situations? Well, if it is, I'd play a scrawler with a do. That'd be the only way I'd do it. But have we done that all this year? Maybe early on when short short those, spurts, yeah, <laughs> when they were just at very beginning of the season, Phil, when they were really tinkering around with the lineups. Well, you're going to have, and we we talked. I think you talked about it the other day, Phil. I mean, thirty seven and a half minutes is too long for Ziegler. Thirty six and a half minutes probably too long for Connect. We we need more bench minutes. We 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 need to give some yeah. guys some more opportunities here. And because this is going to catch up with us down the down the stretch, I'm afraid if we keep leaning on these guys so much, and um, if you wait to start playing Estrella or, or you know to the last ten games of the season, it might be too late. They need to take their licks now so that you're peaking at the right time later in the season. Even though that press was a good move last night, I think at the end, when we got the thing tied, I think our legs were gone because we had yeah. exerted so much energy uh, to get back into the game. Well, I guess that's what happens. Uh, try not to overreact here, fellas. I mean, it's it's one game for the top five have lost this week, but it felt like a, a missed opportunity, and I just hate losing to teams that you know mm-hmm. you're better than. Well, what's going to happen Saturday, though? That's, that's uh, really a must-win game. Uh, UGA's won about eight or nine in a row, I think. Uh, 11 and 3, just housed Arkansas down at Stegman yeah, last night. Got a good win at Mizzou to start conference play. And we yeah, never play were, well down there. Yeah. They walloped Arkansas, didn't they? I think yeah, they beat them by yeah. about 10, but uh, grinded them up pretty good from what I saw last night. Yeah. They're, they're more athletic than the Mississippi State. Yeah, they, they got some good guards on that team from what I've seen. Obviously, we know a thing or two about Blue Cane from around here. Um, <laughs> and then they've got the. Uh, the, the big man, Russell Chiwa, I believe is his name. Uh, to me, he looks a little bit like a bigger Tobey Awaka, just very built. Um, and yeah, he, he's about seven foot two, though. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a little taller than Awaka, but, you know, he, he scores a lot with layups, and he's good at the free throw line, too. Oh, great. So, Georgia's got players now. What's uh, <laughs> what, what's, what's Blue Kane averaging right now? I know they're oh, bringing boy. him Don't off the bench. Um, he, he had a pretty nasty dunk yesterday, I can tell you that. Don't do what? Don't you, you and Phil don't. Uh, we don't need the Ultra Boys building this guy up on us before we've even played him once. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, I wish that he had he had been he'd be wearing orange this Saturday instead of that god awful looking Georgia red, Russell. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. He's averaging what? Thirteen seven. points. Seven, seven a game. Seven a game. Give me a stat line. What's he averaging? Seven points per game, 1.7 rebounds per game, 0.7 assists per game. Quality minutes. 0.7, that's almost one a game. Quality yeah. minutes. All right, let's talk about Saban when I get off here. It's, uh, I'm glad he's gone, but, uh, I mean, in all honesty, he's, he's the greatest ever, and uh, whatever they do won't be as good as Saban. But uh, I still think they've got the – they they want to win more than any uh, program in the SEC historically, and they're not like us. 
They'll, oh. they'll fire coaches right and left until they get the right one. They know, they know how to do it down there. We don't Roll know that. Down tide. That's why we don't win nothing. See you. Roll down tide. Man. <laughs> you you would think Phil would be happy today. He just uses the Sabinix yeah. retirees and his excuse to point the finger at his uh, or you know his own perceived inadequacies at Tennessee. How is he not happy with Saban retiring? It's just he insane can to twist think himself about. up into a bad you know being mad over just about anything. Are his calls different in the afternoons than they were to you guys in the mornings? Yeah. He's a lot more positive in the mornings. Really? More measured. I've always been, yeah. He gets up and full of hope and optimism. Mm-hmm. And over the course of a day, kind of, he's worn down by the time well, he yeah, calls us. Been, like, he takes out his frustration. Points. Whatever has happened to him during the course of the day, he takes out on us. That makes sense, actually. Reading Vol message boards all day. <laughs> I've always wondered that, I was that, listening though. to Fan Run. I've always wondered. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was interesting to see what you thought because you now you've been at two different time slots with him and he talks different in the mornings our callers were always generally a little bit more positive than the callers on the drive really i don't know why that is why it's because it's in the morning and you haven't had a chance to get in a bad <laughs> because mood i feel like we more positive than host than at least the guys maybe that's we're working it. with maybe it's a balanced thing then huh huh but yeah like your all show always most of the callers are pretty level-headed takes and stuff Usually. I mean, there's a few of you guys. Dr. Vall is next. What's up, Dr. Hey guys, I don't know. I don't know how to follow up, Phil. I mean, I, I love that guy. Honestly, I, that's unfortunately probably me. In about thirty years, he can turn a positive into a negative, which I guess is why I go to therapy. Well, I feel probably ought to fight it, Dr. You got to fight it. <laughs> I can't. It's it's down in me, Houston. I, I was calling Houston. I was so proud for you yesterday. I've listened to you for years, and you always complain being on the morning show. News doesn't break until after y'all go oh, off air. Dr. It was glorious. I, I I went and watched anybody that's on Twitter X, whatever the hell it's called. Go watch the Periscope of Houston. I, your face was priceless, man. It cracks me up. I kept rewinding it. It's funny though. I was listening to the morning show, their opening segment today. And just as they're they're just yeah. settling in when the Belichick news right, dropped at yeah. like seven oh five. I hope they enjoyed it because that's the last one they'll have for six months. <laughs> oh man, uh, guys! You know one thing I, I've been thinking of. I, I'm one of those kind of like to watch the world burn. I'm excited to see like if they get a Mike Norvell. I want to see the fallout from Florida State. Can you imagine trying to get a a coach oh. this late? Coach and Prime. not just that, but get. Getting a recruiting class together this late in the game. All right, Norvell goes to Bama, Coach Prime to Florida State, Some and we saying, br- we bring Seton home. There you go. Some are saying the Florida State go. Prime Bridge has been burned from both ends. Really? But yeah, I don't know. It's like the, Mama calls, well, uh, you go the, home. I don't know. What, the the what, Travis what Hunter you? thing happened, and that upset a lot of people with right, going to Jackson right. State. Dion seems like a bad breaker upper. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. What I've heard, it seen that wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility would be Dion in Gainesville. Do you imagine him? That would, that would hurt. Knowles. Go Gator. You talk about the prince that was promised to that fan base. Go Gator. Him Guys, at the head of that questions. redneck mob. Hmm. I have two questions, and I'll hop off. When are we going to hear about Herd and Russ? 
what, how much better do you think our record would be if B.J. Edwards was on this team? <laughs> You're a clown, Dr. <laughs> uh, We'd have a legitimate backup point guard at the very least. Thank you, Russell. How's BJ doing? Soothing. Um, well, we, Marcus actually wrote his stats yeah. all up on the whiteboard yeah. yesterday, but Bear erased them when he walked in. Yeah, he's he's, he's having an all right year. Did he's you, averaging like four points per game. Did you hear about Marcus's magic moment this morning on the GIJ yeah. show? I was listening. Known genius, Marcus. Is, uh, is that exactly how it went? Down? Marcus, hold on, Marcus Young, our former intern, a guy we sat with in here for just hours, hundreds of hours, got to know real well thinks New England is a state. Yes. Can confirm. No way. Yes. No way. It's on He, he had to have misspoken. They coined, is it, oh, hold on. I may have just solved the mystery of the missing podcast. Their first hour. I, I'd like to know when that went down. If hour it, two. That was hour two? Actually, maybe not. Yeah. No, no, it was over two. It was Marcus over two. thinks a solid, New England is a state. The yes. state of New England. What was the capital of in, New England? In Marcus's defense, <laughs> he said he said there was a comma in there First of all, to separate Boston, Boston from New, New England. England. But not like the comma that would separate go, a city and a state. Go, so go visit Boston, to, New England. He's yeah. not going to Boston, New England, and then he was going to keep going, and then Jake kind of lost it, thinking... He thought New England was a state. So is, is is Marcus denying that he thought New England was a is state? Is Marcus a, denying? A firm denial. Okay. This is Marcus I'll we're talking he, about. I'll take him at his word. He could. We could blow up the Zapruder film and see Marcus and finally know he was part of listen, it, and he was denied let, it until uh, he hold died. Hold on. Listen, uh, you guys are unfairly disparaging my guy. Is, is Marcus's Will Levis take – in the top three or four dumbest takes in fan run history, and that's really saying something. Yes, absolutely. Is it perhaps the dumbest take in in the the most idiotic hill to die on? Yeah, it is. Is Marcus blinded by his rage? Absolutely. But he is not an ignorant man. He's not an ignorant man, generally speaking. And I believe, having attended American public schools for 13 years like the rest of us and maybe a semester or two of community college, I do not believe that Marcus Young thought New England was a state. All I'm saying is he went to Hardin Valley. Stay with us. The Drive <laughs> continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Drive continues, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online, your free Fan Run app. We've got a podcast you can listen to, a variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. I'm Russell Smith, alongside Bear, Houston Cress, and young Tucker Harlan. Taking your phone calls, 865-546-8200. Number to get on board, 546-8200. Coming up, we'll hear from Rick Barnes in the locker room after the ball game last night down in Mississippi State. Just going to be hard to win on the road in this league this year. Sure looks like it. Florida found that out last night. Arkansas found that out last night. We found that out last night. A lot of teams across 
I think across even outside of the conference, across college basketball has kind of found that out. I mean, it's it's that time of year. Kansas I mean, lost it unranked to UCF last night. Wasn't it's particularly a, close. It's a weird trip to see now for them yeah, too. You know, it, it happens every year. There's weeks like this. Rusty is next. Good afternoon, Rusty. Afternoon, gentlemen. Um, I, I don't know if any of you guys heard, but <clears throat> on Jake's show this morning, as I joined, I, I broke news to your to your got to your old old pal Marcus that <laughs> my sources um, are telling me that Mark Stoops is about to become the head coach of the Titans and reunite with uh, uh. the great Will <laughs> why, why are you teasing that poor guy? Why would you do that, Rusty? You're sick. You know what that that's do not, to that's not news. you know what you're that bre- you're not you're not breaking anything there. You know what would do that might have done to that guy's psyche. I mean, he's already. I mean, he's pub- yeah he teetering publicly, on the brink. He publicly stated he he basically admitted the other day on there on air that he he didn't want a coach that would help Will Levis. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. That was the that was the that was what he meant. I wouldn't want my t- team to do well. Why would I want my first round draft pick to succeed? Second round, you got him on a steal. Oh yeah, that's right. They did. Marcus. Oh, head out there. Uh, basketball game last night. It the defense had no beef with a player like Tolo Smith getting his. Problem was we let. The little guard, the fre- or the freshman, um, we let him have too much space for him to shoot it well until about 14 minutes to go in the ball game. I think he had six threes with 14 to go in the ball game. If we, if, if you let, Smith, I mean, there's certain guys that are big in the post that are going to get 20 on you at night. The four, the four guys we lost to are all that guy. It's the second scorer that has beat us in all those ball games. Yep. It's, who, uh, who is the kid uh, from Texas Purdue? Carolina. Uh, lawyer. Fletcher. Yeah, Fletcher, Fletcher Lawyer. The, 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 the boy, yeah. And then last night we let the third guy beat, or the second guy beat. It's the freshman. It's it's not the big. It's allowing somebody else to get theirs, too. And, and we should have been able to take that kid away, and we finally did. With 14 to go, Barnes switched and put Vescovi on him, and Vescovi's length bothered him. He more good looks. Uh, and we were pressing Getting much in the, they really weren't getting to their offensive sets, but to me that's the difference in the ball game. Smith's an absolute beast. I have no idea why he's at Mississippi State, why he hasn't transferred to a real program yet. But they're, they're going to be a tough team to win down there if, when he's on when he's on the court. He's playing healthy. I mean, they're eleven and three right now, I believe, without him playing really until the last two ball games. Yeah, twelve and three after last night. I mean, that's yeah. they're a tournament team. They're good. Yeah. They talked about it during the broadcast. I mean, yeah, it's, it was a yeah. quad one win for one team or the other, and it's not that bad of a loss at the end of the season. Oh, no. Us, us winning that ball – sorry, us losing last night is better than winning against one of those two teams we played the last week of January as far as our rankings and net and computer stuff go. You get more, quali- for, you get more um, quality – for losing at a place like that than you do by beating Prairie View A&M or whoever it was we played, you know, Valdosta State. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, last night didn't really bother me other than we can't let the second guy beat us, need to press a little bit more. Um, and you guys are right. 
Janey can't be shooting more shots than Santi. Although, I think Ganey took three shots on one possession. Right. I'm pretty sure three of his threes came on the same possession. Just because it kept getting kicked back out up to him, and he's wide open. And then, you know, he, had, he only took one in the second half, and that was the air ball. Really nice pass to a dude. <laughs> so, anyway. That's what I was telling Russell. It was I'm, like he was I'm shooting not, too quick for how wide open they were leaving him. He was still trying to get that quick trigger shot yeah. off. I'm like, man, take your time and step into one, especially coming out of a, a slump that he's been in. Yeah, I, I've i said it a hundred times since we played Purdue. I would like to have Euros back. I would like to have Euros, who most nights does not play a minute. But in a game like Purdue where foul trouble to our two first bigs gets a problem, I'd like, for, I'd like to get Euros out there hacking the daylights out of Edie and hacking the daylights out of Tolu Smith and just using his five fouls, make them go to the free throw line and earn it there. So that would be really nice just to have Euros, who's the 15th guy on the bench, and he gets out there occasionally when we play a big guy who might give us some trouble, we might get into some foul trouble, and he can go hack a guy. He can go be our goon just every now and then. I really hate that we don't have him for just those. Yeah. I don't think either one of those freshmen are close to being goons yet. No. Anyway. it's a good point, y'all though. will be good. Thank you, Rusty. Appreciate it. Yeah, man, uh, I mean, a, a Waka could, like, if you needed a guy to come in and give five hard fouls, like, Tobey could do that, but we need him to play. Right. So, you, you we can't. We need him to score points. You, uh, you need somebody big and who's experienced in the defense to go out there and be that third big who, like you said, can just well, Urosh, away. We, we could always cut Urosh. It's like Urosh got four fouls with, you know, three minutes into the game. Who cares? Like, yeah. He fouls out, he fouls out. Like, um, But you can't approach it that way with a Waka. No. Are we short a big man this year? Kind of. One with experience, yeah. They've got to start getting Estrella minutes, man. They've got to force feed the kid. We can't go into he's just the tournament a, he's just with, a bean with, pole. With, with, with these guys. Mm. Tough. 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show here this afternoon. Let's get Stevie in here next. Hello, Stevie. Russell! Stevie! Hey, I've got a nickname for Jordan Ganey. Okay. Stormtrooper. Be respectful. What? <laughs> Stormtrooper. Why are you laughing? That's not funny. Well, I get where he's going. You do? Yeah. Where's he going? Stormtrooper's always missed. Oh. Buddy. <laughs> Buddy. He's in a little bit of a slump right now. He's been in a slump the whole year, Russell. I won't. I'll save y'all the trouble and not bring up Josiah Jordan James' shooting percentage today. Um, I'm not really as concerned about this loss. It's early January. It's a quad one loss. Uh, you know, four of the five losses on the road. Here's why I am concerned. I'm concerned that if we face a really quality big in the tournament, we're going to get ran out of the gym. Well, we are at this point. We're zero yeah. four against teams with. Elite, uh, yeah. Do you know Illinois didn't really have much of a big time post presence? As they I had recall. that one seven five guy, but he wasn't a scorer. He he was uh, he was tall and skinny. Ole Miss. Ole Miss, no Illinois. Illinois I don't didn't remember have a seven five. Didn't guy. they have a seven three no, dude? They were, no. That was that team. They were like all six ten. Yeah, they they had Hawkins they and Gary, have, they but they weren't a, true post players. And they Syracuse didn't have a point guard. Didn't have much going no. on there. Yeah, we. I mean, we have not beaten a team with an elite big yet. Mm-mm. It's a problem. 
Guys, you know who Stormtrooper reminds me of? Dude, you're going to have to stop, man. His dad's a friend of the show, oh, Stevie. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want from me? I'm just give him my take, Russell. It's okay. You're being very be disrespectful. Honest in the media. All right, I'll cut it. Hey, uh, moving on to the Titans. Man, what a disgrace. What a disgrace Amy Adams Strunk is. You're going to fire Rabel, and you're going to send out that list of nine candidates? None of those come close to him, no? I'm a little disturbed uh, that and you had a really good point on social media earlier today, Russ. You were spot on on it. But the, Thank you. That the Jim Harbaugh and the, the two most available coaches right now aren't even going to get – aren't on in their plans. Diana Rossini reports both Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick are not on the Titans candidate list. And I, I'm not a Belichick guy. Like, I, I respect Belichick and what he's done. I don't think we need a 72-year-old coach. I think we need a – uh, somebody a little bit younger. I would love to have Jim Harbaugh as the coach. Why? Why would you just not consider that? I don't it, understand. Do you have to announce if you want to interview Jim Harbaugh though? No. I know all the NFL guys. You have to formally announce that they wish to interview. Yeah, they're they're not announcing. She's just reporting from a source of hers. Yeah. In, in, inside the Titans building, that it'd be weird to not even want to have a phone call with. I mean, him. no. I mean, Strunk could pick up the phone and call Jim Harbaugh, and nobody would have to know anything about it. Do y'all really think she would, though? Do y'all really think she'd call up Harbaugh? I don't. No, because no, no, he's take, cut from I the don't No, I take Rossini at, at her word. I, I don't think that they're considering it, and I think that's a major mistake. I mean, I think he's the – if if the goal here is to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. which as a fan – and I don't know, maybe her goal is different. Maybe her goal is to keep interest in the, you know, the stadium and all this stuff, but I, I, I'm i kind of a win-at-all-coster when it comes to the NFL and – I, you know, Jim Harbaugh is the most proven thing out there. Could one of these young, could a Bobby Slowick or a Ben Johnson ultimately be a better coach than Jim Harbaugh? Sure, but we don't know that yet. That's a gamble. Right. We know what Harbaugh is and what he's capable of. Another bad thing about this, guys, is that Rand Carthon's never even hired an NFL head coach before. And we don't know how much involvement he's really going to have in this <laughs> exactly. one, to be honest. See, because to me, it's for all, the, all that – is why if you got Jim Harbaugh out there and you know he wants to be a head coach in the NFL because of the situation you're in, we've got you've got so much money in cap space, you've got all these advantages. This could be just a quick reload and be back in contention in, you know, one or two years. Like in the playoffs and in, in contention. And the yeah, factor that into it and I mean, I'd want Harbaugh. Harbaugh could get the Titans to the Super Bowl in three to four years. We're in danger zone, guys. I mean, we're in danger zone because when that new stadium opens up and no one's going to want to pay a premium to go to those games, it's going to get really ugly quick, guys. I just, I, I, This is a huge failure on the leadership. You know, it would be like Atlanta down there, that brand-new sparkling stadium and a crap team playing in it. I mean, if if mm. – if, I, I don't know, because it's not going to happen, so I'm not going to – I'm just torturing myself now. How much fun it would be to have Harbaugh? All eyes would be on Tennessee. Why would you not even just call him? To say he's not on the candidate list, why? If, I mean, he's if he tells you no, he tells you no. Or if, if you, you get in a meeting with him and he's just – and he's too to, weird, to you're train, like, I don't want sure. this guy. Yeah, th- it's but not worth it. But to say not interested, what? I mean, he's, he's won everywhere Dumb. he's been. Everything out of – 
like her camp has been so bad. Oh, it's too much work to actually get some compensation for Vrabel. Oh, we're just going to fire him. Oh, talk to Jim Harbaugh? Mm, no. Like, what? What are the... What, 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 is, what is this? You said it. Like, let the stuff be the stuff. You own an NFL franchise. You're trying to win. You've got some pieces right now. You want like, to know what will fill that stadium? A team that can win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Golly. With Just... a crazy eccentric coach yeah. that people can't look away from. <laughs> Love him or hate him, you're going to watch him. Who, he hates losing more than he likes winning. Frustrating. Frustrating. Anything else, Stevie? No, not really. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. It's it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Will it, Russell? Sure. Will it, Russell? We just wasted the last five years of this franchise. All that momentum for nothing. You know I what? I don't know, man. We went to an AFC championship game. You went to the playoffs. Like you had, you had some good times. Remember the good times, Stevie. All right. They can't be like my later. West High Rebels and just win championships every year. Don't cry because it's <laughs> over. <laughs> Smile because it happened. Not everybody has the championship pedigree, Stevie. Definitely not us. I don't know what this us business is, but you are talking to a two-time defending state champion and fan-run fantasy reigning champion. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was told to inform you that the winner of the Crown Football Pick'em Challenge Mm -hmm. is a proud... West High Rebel. It's alum. true. I know Drew. Checks out. Championship DNA over there. Checks out. We're going to check out Rick Barnes when we continue. Your Rocky Top Report brought to you by the Kregner Group. What went wrong for the Vols down in Starkville? We will hear from the head coach when we continue. More Fan Run Radio on the way. The Drive. Making a bit of bucket. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Let's get Titans Joe in here before we hear from Barnzo. TJ, good afternoon. What's going on? I just wanted to uh, chime in on the whole Harbaugh uh, situation there and why that's never going to work. Okay. And the same thing with with Belichick. They're all going to want total control player Mm -hmm. personnel. And Vrabel was wanting his hand in player personnel, and they're not going to do that. That's just not going to work. Hmm. And I kind of agree with that, to be completely honest, because when you look at the situations where that, I mean, there's a lot more situations where that hasn't worked than when it has. If you look at the roster right now, hey, Joe, you're kind of breaking up on us. Let's uh, see if we can get you into a better cell there, but. I think the gist of what he is saying is that when you get a coach, it gets a little too much power. And Bill O'Brien is the name that Davey Hudson always brings up as a, a great guy. example. He's a pretty good coach. Then once he got full control of the Texans, it went south in a hurry. And I could see that happening a little bit with with Vrabel if if he continued to amass sure more power there. But uh, man, I with do you Bella think that's another and- sign, guys of him not having confidence in Rand Carthon to get him the players that he needed to be successful? Uh, possibly. 
I also I, I also understand that from a GM and owner perspective. Like, hey, you haven't really proven that you can do that as the coach GM, but Harbaugh and Belichick have. They've got well, and I don't know. You know, Harbaugh, I he had a GM with him at at, at San Fran, right? I I don't know how much power he had there, and I don't know how much power. I mean, John Harbaugh has always had a GM mm-hmm. he works mm-hmm. closely with. I don't get he he doesn't have full control of Baltimore at all. I don't know that uh Jim Harbaugh would necessarily absolutely have to have full and total control to come to the Titans or anywhere. I, I don't know that anybody would I mean just because you won a national title at Michigan, I don't think that there are a lot of franchises that are ready to just hand him the keys to the kingdom. Titans, Joe, are you still there? You want to try again here? Can you not hear me? Can now, yeah. Yeah, you sound much better. Thank you. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, Well, no, I think – I don't know. That just seems to be the kind of, you know, whatever word coming out of the Harbaugh deal. I don't know that, obviously. Diana Rossini was on the mid-state today for about 20 minutes, and actually I was feeling pretty bad about it. She made me feel a little bit better about it because it seemed like it was maybe not as trained like as it kind of maybe appears from, you know, thing. I, I don't know. It's like one of those things where you're kind of maybe the closer to it you are, the kind of, you know, weirder it is maybe. And uh, she's always been real kind of close to variable, and it, it didn't seem like that was what she said. Is She said that communication got bad. She wasn't. He wasn't really in with the Carthon hire, wanted Cowden, and wanted Carthon to be assistant GM. But then that was going to basically allow Vrabel to have player personnel and basically, because him and Cowden were buddies, we're going to get basically have that. Yeah, He was going to have player personnel control, and they did not want that. And that's where they got kind of got mixed up, and that's where they kind of lost each other. And, and uh, so... I agree because, like, literally, whoever takes over that New England job, I mean, is going to have. It's not just like, oh, well, just you're going to, you know, draft a quarterback at two, and that's going to be fine because that's not going to be the way. That the next time they hire a good or they draft a good wide receiver will be the first one. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I I, th- I think I don't know what it is. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's it might still be train wrecky. But I, I kind of don't want somebody in there that's going to want to be kind of judge, jury, and executioner. Hmm. But that was my little piece on it. I'll let y'all go. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate the phone call, Russell. Yes, Bear. Will you take me to the breaking news desk, please? All right. This better be good. With the weather forecast, Russell calling for strong winds that can dangerously impact high-profile vehicles such as school buses during arrival and dismissal times. Knox County Schools will be closed Friday, January 12th, 2024. That's your breaking news, Bear. Really? On a day when uh, coaching hires, we've got the herd situation out there, you interrupt the show to announce that school's out tomorrow? Do you know how many parents are out riding around listening to us right now? With kids, what are you doing? You followed up Saban retiring. <laughs> Another was, school. I was, well, I was really. I mean, I, for being honest <laughs> here, on a, here on a truthful Thursday, 
Uh, I, I knew it, them calling school for high, a high wind advisory could possibly set him off in one of his fits. That's why yeah, he was it, showing me his phone. Yeah, it's ignorant. It's stupid. It's a soft – it's the wussification of America continues. Yeah, we're calling out school because it's a little breezy out tomorrow. We better not put the kids out. I mean, good Lord, what happened to this country? I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous, Bear, but that is not an excuse to interrupt the show. We got a good flow going here. We're really getting down into the granular details, discussing the important issues of the day, like should Mike Vrabel have gotten more control over the Titans, the things people really want to know, and you're going to interrupt the show to talk about school being out because our idiotic administrators think that a little wind might damage the psyche, might kill a kid or two? I mean, good (laughs) gracious, man. What happened to this country? A little breezy in here. Might want to cancel the show. Uh, I like that. They got they send us a text, an email, and they call us. <laughs> yeah. Just bombard us with communication. As if we're not gonna figure out between now and seven AM tomorrow that there's no school. Could you imagine if that wasn't an automated call and we could just let you talk about uh, it? I want to answer right now. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Hi, this is Carly. It's a little windy out. Sorry, but your kiddos are going to have to stay home tomorrow. Now that interrupts Bite me, it. Carly. Oh, my God. Gus of 31 tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> high-profile vehicles. People forget to drive in the wind. You know, it, it, I mean, it's the God's honest truth. We used to do drills when, when I was in school where, like, tornadoes, we would go out in the hallway and, like, hide under desks or... You know, like we did nu- those nuclear bombs. You know drills. what we did back in my day? If a tornado, you know, blew a tree over and killed a couple of kids, we went right on with our arithmetic. Twenty-seven classmates minus four equals twenty-three. We were a tougher breed, Cress. Uh, and we wonder why these kids had their trigger warnings and their pronouns and their. Even I had to drive to school in the snow. They need a tornado or two. Whoa. They need a tornado or two. They need to face some real hardships, some real challenges to be overcome. I'd settle just for some snow days. I mean, you can't. I mean, that's just the luck of the draw, kids. That's why those snow days were so important, buddy. And you savored them. Snow days were great, weren't they? But it doesn't snow that much as much as when we were kids. Remember? And and we didn't have the phone, so we didn't have access to the weather. Remember, like, when it was cold and it was a little overcast? Oh, you start getting your hopes up. Yeah. (laughs) And it would start snowing at school. Oh, yeah. Yeah! Oh, my God. Those first couple of flakes. The rumors start going around. They're going to call it off early today. (laughs) <laughs> Did you hear what uh, Mrs. Smith said? I might be going home at 2. I hope for, it sticks. They're calling for, I, hope yeah, it sticks. I hope it sticks. It's sticking. <laughs> it's you, sticking. You remember gathering by the window? Look, it's sticking. It's sticking, no, it's sticking I, I, to the grass. I, I, I don't know, man. It's that, sticking to the grass. No, that's that's that, that's just a coat somebody left I think out. Like, uh-huh. When I was in seventh grade, like Knox County Schools was out for three weeks straight one January. And then our neighborhood didn't have to 
couldn't go to school because these hoodlums, the night of the of the storm, opened up all the hydrants. We lived in a really hilly neighborhood. So it had like a base of like two inches of ice. That's putting in that work right there. Yeah. That's good stuff. And then we all had to walk down to the bottom to the, to the neighborhood. And that's where the bus would pick us up. That time we were stir crazy, but yeah. The weather forecast is calling for strong winds. Better call off school. <laughs> the the Russians are laughing at us. They're, oh, they call off wind. a little windy in East Tennessee. They call off school. In Russia, the school calls off you. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. We will ask the questions. <laughs> No, do you remember the, the old tornado drill? It was like, get a book, go sit in the hallway, <laughs> hallway yeah. and put it on top of your head. That know. was it. Yeah. In case of flying debris, <laughs> yeah. a tree branch coming in at 100 miles an hour. Don't worry, I got a copy of War and Peace. Well, <laughs> deflect that thing. And now they're like, oh, yeah, just cancel school for a week. There's a storm front moving in. It's crazy. I, I mean, how much protection do you think the, the standard 1970s model student desk was going to give you from a thermonuclear <laughs> yeah. Soviet czar bomb <laughs> yeah. dropped in Oak Ridge. Uh, see, we never had to do my, I remember my parents talking about stuff like that, like the the bombing drills. Yeah. 70s and the 80s were scary. Yeah. I remember that movie. They had this movie came out on ABC, Allie's Parental. It's called The Day After. I remember in, in elementary school, and we used to do that, and it, there was one drill where we would go out into this hallway with no windows and just like – you know, curl up in the fetal position. And, and they didn't really tell you it was just a quote-unquote disaster drill. Right. And so they didn't tell you what that disaster could mean. And I just remember in my, like, second-grade mind, my imagination running wild, I just pictured, for some reason, this this is what I thought. This is what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> this is so stupid. I pictured, like, men on horseback <laughs> coming into the school <laughs> and announcing that they had taken over. I saw, must have seen a movie or so. Like people, like soldiers uh, in chainmail and stuff with lances coming in, and like, all right, we are in charge now. We have assumed control. The Red Dawn. <laughs> oh damn it! I guess I gotta go work in the fields for the rest of my life now. I guess I'm a slave. <laughs> Did you do earth earthquake drills? Those are the ones where we got under our desk. Yeah, the tornado I, I was going to the hallway. I the earthquake drills. Earthquake yeah. drill. <clears throat> yeah. There's no earthquakes in East Tennessee. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, fire I mean, real foot up. lake. I mean, the New Madrid fall. That's like, true. When, oh, when if it, it ever yeah. goes, When it goes down, dead. it's going down. Uh-huh. Well, when that lets go is when that, that giant volcano in is basically <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> right. Yeah. The whole state is built on a volcano. Uh, when that thing blows up, I mean. We're going to feel it. I mean, oh, we're, we're go dead. figure. Uh, Saban <laughs> finally retires. The world is at our fingertips. It's Josh Heupel's time. It's the volunteer renaissance, and the damn world's going to blow up. San Andreas going to have that massive earthquake. Uh, that's one rat. Do not go down the Yosemite volcano rabbit hole. It's a dark, black, depressing place. I mean, that thing couldn't have blown in 2007 when Saban and Urban Meyer were running rampant and Fulmer was about to hire Dave Clawson. We'd probably be rebuilding by now and, and kicking off football again after a 10-year absence. After the dust settled? <laughs> yeah. You know, Elon invented his magic smoke machine or something <laughs> that uh, made from space balls that sucks out all the <laughs> yeah. pollution. 
suck, suck, suck. You ever seen Spaceballs, Tucker? I've not. Oh. Oh. It is on the list, isn't it? Oh, it is on the list. Oh, you you are such a... Just turn your mic off, you you dope. Watch your mouth. It's a garbage movie. You're a garbage person. Whoa! Yeah, I said it. That's really, really hurtful. Maybe maybe you can go to school in lieu of the kids tomorrow and learn some taste. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was just a dumb movie. That's Stay with point. us. Hour number three of The Drive coming up. Tucker kicks things off the top five at five. When we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio. The Drive. Mike 